I'm Emily Hirsch, and this is the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Attention innovators, influencers, creators, and game-changing entrepreneurs, your internet domination begins right here. We are the powerhouse marketers that you've been looking for. You're already making waves in your industry, and we're here to help amplify those waves of change by creating a connection that cuts through the noise. We take everything you've built inside your zone of genius and find its audience. With killer strategy and laser eye for impact, we launch multi-million dollar campaigns and skyrocket your reach online. And now we are doing the unheard of. We're unveiling everything we've learned, taking you behind the scenes with the Hirsch Marketing Team and giving away the secrets to our clients' success. Stay tuned for top converting strategy, ROI reports, and insider knowledge that you won't find anywhere else. You're changing the world and we're the team to help. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous week. I cannot believe that we are going into the holiday season and it always happens so fast. Like as soon as Thanksgiving's here, Christmas is here and then the year's over. And so I was just telling my husband, like we have to get our Christmas gifts in order because it's going to be here before we know it. And I'd like to be ahead because I like to put thought into my gifts and not just, you know, buy something because it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot to get so-and-so a gift. So last year I was super on top of it. Um, I had actually taken social media off my phone last year so I started spending time when I would like lay with my kids at night and look on Etsy and different sites for gifts so I was able to be really creative because I used that time like I just wasn't scrolling Facebook um so I want to do that again this year but also with that you know, the, the end of the year coming, I, I normally will look at, you know, this whole last year, what worked, what didn't work, what do we want to keep doing next year, what do we want to stop doing? I think it's really important to evaluate that. Um, I learned that in a couple of books I read, but I think Peter Drucker talks about that a lot. Like, what are you going to stop doing and actually not prioritize? Um, and what are you going to prioritize? So I think it's important to look at both, like what what didn't actually work and like let's make a list of those things if there are those things that we're gonna actually stop putting energy and effort towards. And then what did work that we want to do more of? And then what are we going to start doing that's new next year? And so I've been looking at that. We do actually run my company. Um, our annual year goes from July through June. So we set we reset annual goals in June in terms of revenue and number of clients and Ignite students. We reset that all in June so that we're not doing planning in December. It's something I learned from Alex Sharfin. Um, we run a normal like tax year and financial year, but in terms of our planning, that way myself and my direct reports aren't having to do heavy planning right near Christmas. So we're not resetting any of that, but I am looking at what is everything that worked this year, what didn't, and like really looking at key one especially of next year where I want to put our effort and I am driving a lot of the marketing team right now um and so I'm you know creating those initiatives and those goals and those projects and I have some really exciting things I literally right now um like last night I couldn't even go to sleep not because I was stressed at all because I was so excited like we have so many new positions we've hired for that I get to train and take things off my plate we have projects um and different things we're going to launch a live series in December a different webinar in January like all these things coming up that I'm just like so excited for and I couldn't even fall asleep last night thinking about all of it so I love when that happens and I have that passion but this podcast I wanted to talk about um this specific data and report that I'm pulling right now for my company that I highly suggest you do in your own company so 
it's relevant for most businesses that you would be able to pull this. And here's the thing with data and reporting. A lot of people try to automate a hundred percent of it and they want all of their data and all the reports to be in a software and a spreadsheet and like as automated as possible but sometimes it's very necessary to pair data in numbers with knowledge and context behind it and then sometimes to get accurate reports you can't fully automate it and there has to be some level of manual reporting and manual pulling and so this this report that I'm talking about required some manual pulling from my team but it is extremely valuable information and I don't think it's as much work as people are going to think it is when you hear this and this is something that I want to encourage our clients to do it's just very important it's important to zoom in on numbers and look at like 30 days and 90 days but it's also just as important to zoom out and create context and meaning behind numbers so What is this report I'm pulling? So uh, we created a spreadsheet that has a list of every single client we've signed in 2020 and every Ignite student we've signed in 2020. And those are my two main offers. Those are the main, you know, things that I have to sell. We have small things like our slow funnel, um, and a membership on the back end of Ignite, but I really care about how many students, how many clients did I sell? Those are what I would call my critical numbers in my company um, because those are what drive everything. And so when we set annual goals or monthly goals or quarterly goals, it's around how many clients and Ignite students we're going to bring on and how many we're gonna have total you know, on our list and on our roster. So we pulled all of those for you, it would be you know, whatever your main thing is that you sell. Now, if you're an e-commerce or product business, it might, this might be a little harder because, and and you should be able to automatically do this, but it would be, you know, all your customers. And for e-commerce, I'll talk about this in a second. There's something else you should do with that too. But pull all of your customers to your main offers. And if there's two, like for me, there was two, I did two. So we had a tab for each. And then within that tab, what we are pulling is, So these are all buyers. I already know that they bought. So really I care most about these because I could look at all of our applications and I could look at our calls being booked. I could look at my leads coming on my list. I could look at all of that data. But at the end of the day, what I want to know is all of the people who bought from us in 2020, let me get some more information on them. So then my team, we took that data and my team went in and actually pulled the initial point of contact that they joined the list from. So if they had been on my list and they came in through the case study opt-in, she noted that, like what's the first place, what's the first tag that they got? What was their point of entry? For a lot of people, you have more than you realize. Like for me, somebody could come in the case study, Hirsch Marketing Report, our slow funnel, a webinar we did, you know, our podcast series, they could just apply and not come from anywhere, you know, besides just coming in for the first time on the application. There's many different ways somebody can join my list. And so my tech VA went through and wrote out the first point of contact. How did they join the list? Then she put the date that they joined the list. And then we calculated, we put the date that they bought. So we then calculated what's the average time that they were on the list before they bought. So that I can see, you know, is it three months? Is it six months? Is it two months? What's the average time that somebody's on the list being nurtured technically, and then is buying? And what is the method that they're coming onto my list? 
Every single month, the Hirsch marketing team manages over $1 million in ad spend on Facebook and Instagram alone. All of this data is compiled and collaborated on by the Hirsch marketing team into one incredibly valuable report released every single month to the public. You can get instant access to the Hirsch Marketing Report every month by going to hirschmarketingreport.com. This report is completely free to our audience and contains insider knowledge that nobody else is sharing. If you want behind the scenes access to top converting strategies, actual ads we've tested, and the latest Facebook changes, the Hirsch Marketing Report is for you. Go to hirschmarketingreport.com and get access to all the future and past reports right now. I also had her put more notes like if they were warm or cold traffic when they came onto the application because the application is ultimately what sold them. So they either were sat on my list for a little while and then they came into the application and then they bought. So what I want to know is were they warm? Were they already on my list when they applied or were they cold? So I want to know if they warm or cold traffic, which gives me a ratio out of all the clients that we sold. This percentage is warm and this percentage is cold traffic. And then I was able to pull all the different ways somebody could come on. Hirsch Market, like I said, Hirsch Marketing Report, case study, like different webinars. Mostly what I wanted to see is those live things that I've done throughout the year because we did them several times, like in March, in July, we did it in April. We did different like live events webinar podcast series I wanted to see which one of those worked the best and got the most clients and students and in some cases people you know who signed up for that initial one came in as a client four months later and that's very valuable information that you're not going to get unless you zoom out and look at this big picture you look at this full year of your business through this viewpoint because if you're looking at your data you know like our ads team does of course looks at the last 30 days and the last week and the last three days that's great but as a business owner I think this is your responsibility to pull this information and to truly know where are your customers coming from what's the life cycle and the duration that they're sitting on your list but before they become a customer before they pay you and so for both our clients and our students, I now am able to know, at least this year in 2020, the average time someone sits on my list before they buy, the um, method that they came in. So I could see, you know, for example, eight clients came in from this webinar, 10 clients came in from um, organic efforts and they went straight to the, the application. And I also have a percentage of how many people are warm versus cold people so did they just come straight on and apply or were they on my list prior to buying and it does lean over 50 percent are warm which is what I talk about all the time that's why it's important to nurture a list nurture your audience because it's more like 50 to 70 percent of our of our sales were warm traffic were people already on my list before they applied and bought so I'm also able to see you know what worked the most so I can say okay clearly webinars outperformed any other, you know, the live launch for clients or webinars outperform the podcast series. Now for us, like live webinars definitely did better than our evergreen webinar. So I'm able to see that and see, you know, where that came from. Now, if you have multiple products that people can buy, like your e-commerce or you have, you know, different upsells or a, like digital price products that are, people buy multiple. The other metric that you want to know for sure 
is how much money that these customers spent with you. What's the average cart value? Because that data is very important and it can't really be pulled in a, just a 30 or 60 day time frame unless you're just looking at like the straight up sales. But I'm more talking about people who either come back and buy more products from you or for example, we have Ignite students who have upsold into the agency. So I was able to see, which we have a very high success rate of this, which is really cool, people who graduate Ignite and then come and work with us one-on-one because they were able to get their business where they wanted to so I'm able to see how many what percentage of the ignite students did that and for me though that would mean that ignite sale is not just valued at the $2,500 sale it's valued at however much they paid for ignite and plus the client and so that average cart value increases which what that allows me to do is then say I'm okay spending more money on the front end of my marketing because I know 10% of these $2,500 sales are going to become clients in 90 days and spend an additional X amount. So these are the type of decisions that I think you as the CEO have to be able to guide your team unless you're at you know a high enough level where you have a marketing director who can do this for you. But for me, I want to know this. I want to know where are my customers coming from the most and actually customers because yes, like I said, I could pull applications and calls that were booked and I could pull you know people on my list where they came from the most. At the end of the day, I really care about what converted my audience to sales so I can look at and say, what are we going to do more of next year? What are we going to do less of? And what worked and what didn't? And so I'm able to pull those decisions and then talk through them with my team. But I can only do that through a viewpoint that is from up here, from a lens that is the whole year zoomed out of sales. And now I'm able to take that and know where my customers are coming from, how long they're sitting on my list, which allows us to plan for next year, knowing what we need to build our list by per month to get our hit our sales and revenue goals of and of new clients and students brought on. I'm able to see the percentage of people who bought both Ignite and a client that allows me again to make better decisions around how much I'm willing to pay to acquire a new Ignite student and I'm able to see the average of how much everybody spent on my our client roster and so we have an average cart value because having that allows us to make better marketing decisions. So all of those things allow you to then look at your year as a whole and make those decisions for next year. So I highly encourage you to pull a report like this. All it would take is pulling a list of all your customers, creating then a column of all your customers. I would have the date that they paid, the date they actually paid you and became a customer, the first date. So if they bought multiple products, put the first date of whatever they bought, then have the difference between the date they paid you and then the date they joined your list. So you'd put the date they paid you, the date they joined your your email list, when did they come on your email list, and then that will be able to calculate what's the average number of days that somebody is on your list before they buy. So then you're able to get that data. That's, those are the easier ones to calculate. You probably could pull a report in your CRM doing that. Um, some of that we had to do manually because it's mixed. For us, you might be able to automate that depending on yours, but we did most of that manually. And then the this one is definitely more manual because it requires some investigative work. So at least in ours, which we use Entreport. 
But my tech VA went into each contact and actually just kind of looked at their contact history log and found what's the first tag that they received. How did they join the list first? And then she noted that so that I can then see. And then we had totals of like X amount of people came on, you know, became a client who came on the list with this method and then X amount with this method. And we have several different, we have so many, like I said, different ways and things um, that people, and we also had so many referrals, which is amazing. Like I think 25% of our clients, um, if I'm, if I'm reading it right, were from remembering, right, we're actually from referrals. So that's like important to note those things again, because where do you want to put more effort? You can't put effort next year everywhere. You cannot spread yourself against every option of how you want to get new clients and customers. Let's figure out what is working and moving the needle most and put our effort into there so we can be more effective with our efforts. So that final one, it, it takes normally some investigative work. You have to go into their contact log and, and see. And I did also tell, you know, my tech VA, I wanted her to note if there was any other things. Like, for example, there might be a case where they came on first from, you know, this case study opt-in, but then they also came to the webinar and the webinar is what pushed their application. Like I'm having her kind of investigate and put those in notes too, because we're trying to create, you know, at the end, like a summary of again, what's working, what's not working. So that's a report. And then you have the total amount they spent with you. So you can figure out your average cart value because that will allow you to make budget decisions or should allow you to make budget decisions in 2021 of what you're willing to invest to pay to acquire a customer because you're able to see it from that vision for the whole next year. So it's not a complicated report, but it's extremely valuable data to pull. At the end of every year, I would recommend doing it. Um, you could create a process, I guess, where you're keeping it up throughout the year. So you're able to look at it like that actually might be a good idea. Maybe I'll do that, but you're able to look at it as the year goes on. But I really think a lens of the full year, because in the big scheme of things, a year is not that long, but we want to be looking at things in snapshots of that time frame because things like how long are they on our list until they bought until they bought and the average cart value really can't be accurately measured in most cases from in an even like a 90 day period because you're going to have carryover and bleed over. I mean, I have so many of these who are clients and students who were on my list for six to 18 months before they bought. That is very valuable data for me because I need to know that so I can know how much I need to grow my list to meet my sales goals. It also reinforces everything I say about really growing um, your following and your list and putting constant effort into that to allow it to pay off in the future because it always does. If your messaging and offer is right, it will always pay off to grow your list and your audience. And this is just... Um, you know, proof of that when I see the, this type of report. So I highly recommend you do pull that report over the next month before the end of the year and you take time as a CEO to really review it and you allow that information to guide the way you are going to direct your team next year and the way you're going to use your company's resources and money to be more effective and get more results. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. If you want to work with Hirsch Marketing, and this is something we will be encouraging our clients to do, but we're really good at helping you guys find this information and then helping you analyze it and pushing you guys to do this. It's something we do with our clients often. You can go to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify to work with us, and I'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. 
go behind the scenes of multi-million dollar ad campaigns and strategies, dive deep into the Hirsch process and listen to our most popular episodes over at hirschmarketingunderground.com. If you loved this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. That's all for now and I'll catch you next time.